Black Oni. You're now listening to the Black Oni Podcast. We often just skip it. Like I already, yeah. So like if because since we already got one, I got one. If if it's not on there, yeah. Oh, it yeah. probably isn't on there, but we'll we'll discover that uh, very shortly. So, um, we will first of all. I want to take a second. We're recording now. <laughs> um, I want to take a second to introduce the guests that are on here. So, obviously, I'm Jay Blazel Six. You know, back on me. Um, I have with me the one KK Kevin over there. How's it going? I have uh, Soil, aka Soet. Uh, that's Dave. What's up? And what what should we address you as? Jess. Um, I respond to Jess and hey you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait, is that is that literally like your gamer tag slash PSN? Like, hey you. No. <laughs> um, I'm <laughs> Jess. I'm also known as Damn Jess on Damn Twitter Jess. and the Turtle Rock forums. And then in the gaming world, I'm known as Bubblegum Anarchy. Bubblegum Anarchy. I like the name. Yeah. I saw it when. Uh, That's cool. I saw it when Will called you. I approve. Nice. <laughs> I don't know where I came up with I was like in 10th grade and I thought I was super clever Gosh, yours was more clever than mine I came up with <laughs> mine in my teenage years and nobody understands it <laughs> That's good though, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a starting point Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. so Soil, yours is from, go ahead, you tell the little, the quick backstory oh, My little backstory on that is I was a huge fan of a certain heavy metal band called System of a Down and I still kind of am, but back before they first um, formulated, it was a, I believe, a poem written by their lead singer, and it was also one of their songs on their debut album called Soil. So it's Soil, aka Soad, System of a Down. Yeah. So like everyone else gotcha. online, we played. It's like Soil, Soil, Soil. Just like, Gosh, oh. I was. I don't know how old I was when I made that. Too long ago. <laughs> yeah. Mine was AOL cannot give you this green name. Here are some suggestions. <laughs> I was like twelve, so. Uh, I I wanted something that sounded cute and also like badass. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's a good compromise. Yeah. Everyone was like, "Are you an anarchist?" And I was like, "What? Um, I don't know what that word is." <laughs> I don't, but, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I didn't that out until like high school. I was like, oh, okay, maybe I should. Do that. <laughs> it had repercussions that I had no idea about. Right. <laughs> And, and similarly with Jay Blaze 06, like, it's based off a character I, I created when I was, like, growing up. And so, like, anyone in my uh, later life, you know, adult years, is like, oh, Jay Blaze, you must smoke a lot of weed. And I'm just like, no. That's not what it was for. <laughs> but everyone has their own way of, of interpreting things, so. Yeah. It's always a fun thing. And, um... You know, I guess that was part of my icebreaker. Um, I want to also kind of introduce the fact that uh, you're, you're the community manager for Evolve. Yeah. Um, we have some questions that are going to tie into that as well. But since Evolve is about one party against a big boss monster, my question is, or actually Kevin's question is, since he's the one who put this agenda together. So shout out to you, Kevin, for doing that. I was on my way home. No problem. Uh, very awesome. Uh, what boss sticks out in your mind as the ultimate big bad? Is this is this limited to evolve? No, like like any. I meant sort of like 
classic video games or whatever you've played, like, mm. what to you is always, like, the boss? Oh, my answer's gonna be so embarrassing. <laughs> if you say a clown. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm, I mean, I think that the, the, the big uh, man, so I was a big fan of uh, Kingdom Hearts. Okay. Yeah. And, like, you know, I was a kid, I used to love Disney movies and whatever, and I always thought that Ursula was, like, the meanest Disney <laughs> villain she was, and yeah. then it turns out in Final Fantasy, or in um, Kingdom Hearts, she was the hardest. Mm. And the swimming and, mechanic was so difficult, that did not help. And yeah. I just swam around and around and around, and like, it took forever and I would die. Although I will say that Dark Riku was pretty bad. But when I think yeah. of like a big bad Riku's boss, cool. you know, she's got the attitude. The It was hard to beat her. And she's always... Can I use bad? Can I use poor words? Oh yeah, go ahead. Use any word she you was want. just a bitch. She was just a bitch, and I just hated her. She was a bitch since we first saw her in Little Mermaid. I was like, oh my, what kind of person does this? Exactly. Oh. She's like, I'm gonna take your voice, and if you don't get this guy to fall in love with you, and you can't speak, yeah. then I'm gonna kill you or turn you into a weird little floor bug thing what were they <laughs> i don't even... they were poor unfortunate souls right yeah it, yeah. Was, it was just bad news <laughs> overall bad she, news she was mean yeah yeah i was uh um... kn- go ahead i was gonna say i know she's not like you know people think of you know bad bosses they think of mean people who are big and scary and ursula was just a bitch <laughs> <laughs> she totally was she was now i'm yeah. All right. That's a good answer. I'll take that because I, I I agree that in the context of Kingdom Hearts and like outside of Kingdom Hearts, like she was mm. vicious. Mm, yeah. Very vicious. Yeah. Stupid octopus. <laughs> so it was the tentacles. Always. <laughs> That's how to get you. Different talk. To- different conversation. Different conversation. <laughs> we'll save that for later. You guys won't be able to hear that at home. <laughs> I disappeared for like two seconds. What the hell? Tentacles. Don't worry about it. All right. Say no more. Tentacles, bro. Tentacles. <laughs> so, Dave, what is uh, what is your ultimate boss? You know, what boss in any media sticks out in your mind as the ultimate big bad? Um, like the ultimate ultimate? Yeah, That's... man. It like, doesn't get any worse than that. Like when you Shit, hear dude. like final boss, like who pops into your head? Uh, I mean, it's it's gonna be kind of mediocre, and it's it's gonna not stand up to anything you guys say. I I kind of think of that big hand from Super Smash Brothers. Okay, <laughs> I don't That's know why. Adorable. That hand, it just, <laughs> just kind of sticks out. It was always like that guy, and literally, I mean, like yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just I hated him. I mean, I got over it, but I guess that's yeah. I'll go with that. Screw it. <laughs> all right, all right. That's a solid choice. I am still struggling to figure out what mine is, so I'm going to let Kevin go before me. <laughs> I had the most time to think about it. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm just going to go with Sephiroth. It's like an easy answer, yeah. but like in his final stage, he has like three forms, and one of mm. his moves that isn't even his like big big move is to like destroy the entire solar system. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And, like bring out bring it all down on you. So. Was that an instant kill? Was that like a, a thing? No, that, that was just deals your damage. He does it several times. Oh, okay. So no big deal. I just had a universe come at me. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, like Final Fantasy VII ridiculous, like, cutscenes for moves. Uh, 
It took like five minutes every time you did it. <laughs> like, uh, powering up in Dragon Ball. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, Could you interrupt him? <laughs> right? Knights of the Round was like a seven-minute animation, so... <laughs> so you couldn't interrupt him, that's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you just watched it. And it was cool every time. <laughs> Actually, uh, for shame for me, I know, I never got a chance to play Final Fantasy VII. And what? I was... I have it on my my Vita. I have the fucking game. But, see, here's my thing, right? I was convinced for the longest time that this game was going to be released as a re-release, so I never bothered to play the original. Yeah. Didn't even didn't even worry about I'm it. I'm with you on that. Yeah. What the hell, Square? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can say that about a lot of there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, we're... Where's- we're Kingdom Hearts three. Where's Kingdom Hearts three? Where's Final Fantasy fifteen? It's it's coming. It's coming. Oh, it's coming <laughs> at some point in our lifetime. <laughs> Someday. Just give us your money. Just give, give us your money. We'll figure out the rest later. <laughs> I just want to like live to see the end of the Kingdom Hearts story, and three is the end of Sora, but not the end of the story. And if it's like ten years between games, I'm never gonna make it to like nope ten. Nope. <laughs> You're gonna drop dead before they even utter the, the thought of it. I mean, the whole creative team will be dead by that point, so. <laughs> so true. Yeah. Alright, so, I want I want my answer to be Metal Gear, because I'm always going to say Metal Gear. And to be fair, Metal Gear oh, Metal Gear Solid 1 was fucking terrifying. I should have thought, thought of that. That's a good answer. It's a, it's a, I think it's a great answer. That, that, yeah, thing, yeah. that thing scared the crap out of me. What hap- I'm not going to spoil anything for anyone who didn't play Metal Gear Solid 1. But what happens to the cyborg ninja in that whole scenario was just like, oh! Like, that was my I don't know. Reaction. Sniper Wolf also sticks out to me, too, is like mm. massive pain. Oh, like, she was. Yeah. She like, was you could pain of deep. Like I remember like her. Times. She was just like, oh, whatever. No big deal. Or when you had to take the meds to slow down your sight just yeah. to try and line up the shot. And she kept moving all over the place. Got a laser in your eye. <laughs> I think the only thing I, I took away from Metal Gear was that you could hide in a box. I mean, yeah. at any given time. That's the most important factor of the game. <laughs> so maybe the box is the most badass uh, boss in the game. Maybe. <laughs> OP. Box OP. <laughs> box OP. <laughs> All right. I, my, but my actual answer has to be... Um, I don't know if you guys played Sonic Adventure 1. Yep. But Ka- uh, Chaos was the name of it, I think? Yes. I think so. Like, it's biggest form, and you transform into supersonic. That thing was kind of freaky looking, man. Yep. So I think I'm going to go with that option, or that answer. Good choice. Nice. Yeah. Sonic Adventure has a a very special place in my heart. Not like Metal Gear, but... Different different place in your heart. Different place. The the lower side. (laughs) (laughs) And so, that was a pretty good uh, icebreaker. That's a good question. Um... Great question. Again, big props to Kevin for putting this this uh, agenda together. It's very, very well done. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. Um, so the next part is the interview section. And uh, this is, again, another point of contention excitement for us because we kind of get the, get the low down on some of these, these other details. Um, how did you come to work for Turtle Rock? Hmm. So I like this question because... Turtle Rock was the company that I wanted to work for. Mm. As as soon as they announced um, Evolve, I like Googled, you know, Turtle Rock Community Manager openings. <laughs> you know, I went straight to their website and I was like, are they hiring for a community manager? And they weren't, of course. <laughs> um, 
figures. Yeah, right. And so I was just, you know, I just liked their Facebook page for Evolve, and I was, like, one of the first. I was in, like, the, the triple digits to like them, so that's pretty early on in the process. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I was, like, a big fan from day one, re- really ready to uh, to try out the game. And I was also one of the people at PAX East who was, like, staring with their mouth open at the big screen that they had showing the games. Uh-huh. And, uh, oh, and then... <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. I mean, they had mm-hmm. Goliath on the show floor, yeah. and whew, yeah. I, w- I wasn't with Turtle Rock at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then about halfway through last year, I got an email from the president being like, "Hey, are you interested in? Are you you know interested in working potentially for Turtle Rock as a community manager?" And I was like, I didn't respond, but I wanted to respond with, "Oh my God, yes, please!" <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know. We, uh, I met up with them, talked to the guys. They were super chill and laid back, and I was like, whoa, these guys are awesome. Mm. And before I knew it, I was sitting down at my brand new portable desk, because all the desks are portable or movable at Turner Rock, That's and cool. I was part of the team. I couldn't believe it. I was working on a project that I really cared about. That's mm. really so cool. cool. So did, yeah. Yeah. I assume you put an application out before you got you know, approached he actually, about. He poached me. Wow. So I was like, I felt spe- super special. Right? Yeah, you got to be like <laughs> on like a le- like a super level of badass to just be like, hey, I'm the president. What's up? Come work for us. <laughs> <laughs> well, Turtle Rock's cool, right? Because um, everyone here is very down to earth, um, and everybody gets a chance to work on all kinds of things. If you want to work on a part of uh, the game, you want to champion it, and you can do it, then they'll let you do it. It doesn't matter. Um, you know, I've in the past said, Hey, I, I would really like to be part of this process. And they said, okay, just, you know, here's the, do- the document on how we do it. Mm. Do you mind if I Very ask cool. what that, uh, what that part of the process was? Um, I wanted to be involved in badges. Ooh. So hmm. I haven't done any yet, but, um, that's the cool thing about Total Rock, right? Is I can go to them and I can say, I really want to help out with badges. Um, how can I do that? And they go, oh yeah, yeah, here you can help. Here's how you do it. So. Nice. And so, you know, being contacted by the president wasn't seemed like a really big deal, and it still is a big deal, but at the same time, now that I've been here long enough, I know the culture, and I know that, like, you know, you can go on the Turtle Rock forums and talk to the co-founders of the studio, no problem. Mm-hmm. I might do that. <laughs> yeah, you but... should. They're on there. <laughs> no That's way. Awesome. Huh. Mm-hmm. And so, Kev, would you like to ask some of these questions as well? Since you um, I don't have it pulled up, so why don't you go ahead? <laughs> <laughs> so, how did your team come up with the idea for Evolve? That so, would have been my question. You Thank you. Team <laughs> <laughs> so came up with the idea before you started, I guess. Well, yeah, yeah. No, I know yeah. the story. So, the the team that made Left 4 Dead was really small, right? Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't know this, but Turtle Rock didn't do Left 4 Dead 2. Um, they just did Left 4 Dead 1. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, and soon after that, um, they got to work on a new idea because at Turtle Rock, really, at the end of the day, we want games to be fun. And (laughs) these guys really wanted to make a game that they thought was a new experience that they thought was really fun to play. That's it. It just needed to be innovative and fun. Mm-hmm. Seems easy enough, right? Well, what they decided on was asymmetrical gameplay because they talked it out and they said, you know what, I wish there was a game that was four versus one. Okay, from the team that brought you four players versus zombies <laughs> comes the team that brings you four players versus one player. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, and and that was the struggle for you know four years of development was to put four players against one player, balancing it, designing it, 
all of it. It needed to, you know, nobody had ever really done this before on such a large scale. Mm-hmm. And every day they came back and they said, all right, is it fun to play? Right. And and that's why we play test every day at lunch. That's part of the reason. Everybody can play test um, and try out the game and submit suggestions is because we really want to try the game and ask ourselves every day, is it still fun to play? Do we still mm-hmm. like playing it? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a uh, that's awesome. I think uh, that's one of the big things to take away from that is you know you want to you want to develop a game that you yourself want to play, hmm. and you know mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like that can go one of two ways. You know, some people can get really super opinionated on things and like only go towards one direction without really like thinking about the other alternatives to that. Mm-hmm. Um, was there any bit of that going on? Was there kind of like a narrow mindedness in terms of that, or was it fairly? Well, considering that the team that's that really worked on the core of the game for quite a while was really small, mm-hmm. um, I think that everybody's desires made evolve what it is today. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm sure there was conflicts in game designs, and evolve had to go back to the drawing board. There was a there was one massive rehaul of design, mm. and they kept having to tweak. You know, they changed the main character from I don't know if you've seen any of the the making of videos that Adam Sessler did. But they changed, yeah, yeah, they changed, Goliath wasn't Goliath originally, his name was Scorpid, Mm -hmm. and he was just like, he had these like lobster claw for arms, and and that's a good example of what, you know, we we thought was going to work, and then we put it into play, and we said, this isn't fun. (laughs) (laughs) It's just kind of awkward to have these big lobster claws, you know, it's just not working for the monster player, they're not vested. I'm doing (laughs) the lobster movements. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so there there were always obstacles, and of course there were always team members that, you know, wanted other things. But luckily the team was so small for so long that it really became what they wanted it to be. You know, there wasn't a lot standing in their way. I'm curious. You keep keep saying, like, small. Like, how small are we talking? Uh, I don't know the exact number. The original team was about, I think it was 10 or 11 people. And then um, when they started to work on Evolve, they went, you know, artist heavy. And I think it was about 30 people Mm. for quite some time. That's still, that's, yeah, you're right. That is relatively small compared to, you know, 50, 100, a couple hundred people. That's, wow. Really? Yeah. So, and we're still just under 100 here at Turtle Rock. Nice. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. It's really cool because, you know, um, it's very intimate and you know a lot of people and um and it gives you the chance to be heard Mm. yeah it's really important yeah and so evolve was delayed for quite a while uh what tweaks were you making during that time well again to make evolve was such a challenge Mm -hmm. balancing a game like evolve is so difficult Mm -hmm. i mean it's so challenging to to want to create ki- characters that are unique and they do really unique things. Mm-hmm. And in order to to create the balance that we needed, we had to scrap a lot of stuff over and over again. Mm-hmm. And it finally just resulted in, you know, we realized at one point that there would be no way that we could get it out in a, in a good enough condition that we thought was acceptable mm-hmm. um, by that October date. Mm-hmm. And 2K was gracious and and, you know, let us push it back. Mm-hmm. And we think that the game really, really shined from it. It gave us the extra time to, to really put that extra layer of polish on that mm-hmm. we needed. Um, and because of it, I think that it had a really strong launch mm-hmm. and um, functioned really well because of that extra time. And we took it to heart. You know, we really needed that time. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And I imagine it must be kind of nerve wracking at first to sit there and say, you know, we're at this point in development and, you know, our deadline is, is fast approaching. We're not exactly where we want to be. You know, how do we how do we present this in a way that's compelling to our publisher? Because I know for some development studios, you know, publisher de- uh, developer relationship isn't really that good. So um, it's really refreshing to hear you say that, you know, 2K was pretty gracious in that process. Was there any like any real pushback on that at first or? Um, I think that 2K really just wants is in the same um, boat as we are, which is they just really want to make a good product, mm-hmm. you know, and they really want something that that feels good to the players. It feels like the player is getting what they paid for. And and mm-hmm. when we came to them and said, we need more time. And it, at the end of the day, it was all about, is this really going to improve the product? Yes, it will. So mm-hmm. no hmm. question. Mm-hmm. I mean, awesome. it's always hard to push a release date. It's always hard for both parties, de- developers or publishers. But um and I think that it's becoming a trend in the industry that players are beginning to accept that this is a good thing. Yeah. That when we yeah. recognize that we need more time to develop this and Absolutely. that it will only result in better things. And another thing was we wanted to do all these beta tests, um, you know, the alpha tests and the, the beta tests, but yeah. we weren't going to get real data that we could put into the game before launch if we didn't move it back. Right. So moving it back meant that our alphas and betas were meaningful and we made real changes. And it was up to the wire on some of those changes. Mm. Um, so it worked out, I think. We still have you know, ways to go, right? We want to continue to support the game. We know people say that it's that Wraith is OP and all that, and we're listening to yeah. all that. We're actively <laughs> looking at data and, you know, and we get we get to patch things and update the balance and, and that's what we're gonna do. So yeah. Well yeah. I I wanna say personal thank you and we appreciate that. Not just the, the push in the of the release day, which is okay. Like if it mm-hmm. takes time to polish the product and, and get it right and to make it fun, like thank you. We really do appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean we're all players, right? Yeah. That's one of our other mottos is that we are players and we view everything as a player. What would I think of this decision? Right. Hmm. And, you know, the only good could come of it. So I'm with you guys. I was to the co-founders. I was like, oh, my gosh, thanks, guys. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, because I think, I think after a certain point, you know, players started getting really burnt by, you know, certain releases coming out. And, and... Battlefield. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> we have we have choice words for Battlefield, man. I spent way more time trying to get uh, into games in that game than uh, I should ever spend like time is valuable you know <laughs> you don't want to spend yeah. most of your time in a lobby or trying to figure out how to get into a lobby it's just so we again could, yeah, we could have a long <laughs> conversation about what they did wrong <laughs> yeah. well but yeah. it's so hard to i mean developing games is what what a lot of people struggle to understand if you're you know if you haven't ever developed games before is that you can beta test and you can alpha test all you want, but nothing's going to compare to what you'll find once it's live yep. to the mm-hmm. world. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, obviously there's always things that we can do to improve mm-hmm. to make um, the launch more stable, but it's so hard to predict what's going to happen when that many people are playing it. And all things mm-hmm. considered, I mean, this was a new studio. This is a new development. This is a totally new idea and a new game. This was something... You know, it didn't really have, it had Left for Dead, yeah, but it didn't really have as long of a, I guess, steady tradition of games coming out that you could yeah. base some of that stuff off of, you know? So, like, I think even if Evolve came out with issues out the gate on launch, which it didn't, which I'm very, you know, happy about. There were a few kind of connectivity things, but that's just to be expected with online interactivity. Um, I think with all things considered, the, the launch went extremely well. Um, 
Yeah, we we do feel like it went well. There's of course there are things that really need fixing and things that we could have only discovered once it went live. Mm-hmm. And we're doing the best we can to address them. Mm-hmm. We appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. <laughs> and uh, what would you like to see from the Evolve community in in the coming months? You know, what to you is a successful f- fan response? To me, a successful fan response is, I mean, people being excited and saying that they're enjoying the game is really, you know, it warms the cockles of my heart. But <laughs> what a successful fan response is are people who are emotionally invested and involved in the game and its development. Mm. So mm. not just the guys that say, oh, I love Evolve, it's amazing. Thank you. We really, I mean, I really appreciate that because better than i hate evolve and it's the worst game ever but (laughs) what i appreciate is the you know really detailed feedback when when community members come to me and they say jets you know i really love evolve but i feel like x y and z could be addressed Mm. (laughs) and and i feel like a community that is still engaging on issues and still playing and still giving feedback on things they think could be improved i think that's a really successful community response and and i hope in the coming months we continue to get that from the community we get the feedback, we get we hear what the players really want, and we can hopefully address them and, and make changes or add things. Yeah, that's that's, that's a good response. I like it. <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm again, a little floored. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. I mean we're we again, we are a studio built from guys who play games. Mm-hmm. I mean it's simple. We're all gamers and we all really want evolved to be the game that we would be we would play mm-hmm. so and we want to hear from those guys that are really invested in it <laughs> absolutely i uh i myself I, I just picked it up not too long ago and um funny story how that happened i initially told myself i would wait a little while to pick it up uh, because like mm-hmm. i had a backlog of games that were just staring at me staring me down like will you know play this the stuff that you have from, like three months ago i'm like all right fine i'll do it and, you know, being yeah. a girl, you don't have as much time to, to play everything. And I remember when Evolve first went on uh, pre-sale, you know, last year I went to PAX and got a chance to to talk to the, the previous community manager from there. Um, and, you know, I I was very excited about the game. I wanted to get my hands on it. Uh, as soon as the pre-order uh, opened up on Amazon, I, I clicked it right away and got it. And I totally forgot that I did. So, <laughs> so, you know, fast forward to last week and I get an email. First of all, we have a, a shit ton of snow here. Um, yeah. So much snow. It, oh, my it's, God. It's, it feels I've like heard. we're in a different country right now. Yeah. Um, and I got the email saying, you know, my, my shipment was shipping for Evolve. And I was like, wait, what? What? When did I, <laughs> when did I even do that? So like, yep. I, I know I have been anticipating this for a long time, and like I try to curb my excitement a little bit because you know I was trying to be realistic about what I had time for, you know, and and so far, you know, aside from just the the usual kind of hiccups and you know, stumbles on first playing the game, really, um, while it's out in the wild, I've been having a good time playing with friends mostly. Mm. Um, and so I do have another question for you before I get to the very last thing. What would be your best advice to people who are just playing the game for the first time or first experimenting with certain things, what would be, you know, kind of your, your words of encouragement to those who are either kind of scared or, you know, just getting into it for the first time? Yeah. Mm. 
Does it have to be 140 characters or less? <laughs> it could be. It could be two characters. No. That yeah, good. like give us a a good one. Like I'm okay. brand new at this game. I I love any tips or hints or any advice you could give. No pressure. <laughs> well, first of all, Turtle Rock Studios, i.e. yours truly and a couple others here, made a series of videos that help you with a bunch of different bullet points on how to get started. Ah. But that aside, Was that your that um, in the Turtle Rock tips? Yeah, I remember. That was Chloe. She's oh. my partner in crime. Okay, alright. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tell but Chloe I, I said thank you. <laughs> I will let her know. Those are a good start. But um, but really, I would say if you're on the hunter side, play your role. If you're the medic, your first objective is to heal. Mm-hmm. Now, the medic is cool because the medic has uh, snipers mm-hmm. or sniper rifles or, you know, napalm grenades or you know, whatever is going to be in the future. Um, but... But play to your role first and foremost. Whatever your role is strongest at, do it. Mm-hmm. And then communicate. You really mm-hmm. need to communicate. Without communication, hunter teams just sort of fall apart. Not yes, always, but a lot. Yes, they do. <laughs> and, then, and then as the monster, um, I always say engage early and uh, engage often. So a lot of monsters tend to run and hide and eat. And that's fine. I, I realize that it's pretty... I don't know, it's pretty nerve-wracking as a monster, especially your first time, because these guys are hunting you down. Yeah. <laughs> um, but at stage two, you know, you get to stage two as quick as you can. The data that we have shows that stage two is the most evenly matched between hunters and monster. Mm-hmm. Go for a fight at stage two, get some strikes on the hunters, which is permanent health damage, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. come back for a big old fight at stage three, because you have the advantage at stage three. Mm-hmm. And then on the, the reverse side for the hunters, don't let the monster just run away and you chase his footsteps directly. You have to outsmart the monster, just like actual hunting. You can't you can't follow the creature because usually you're a couple steps behind. Mm-hmm. You have to fast. cut it off, put out traps, so on. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, you're making me you're making me recall the rounds that I've played so far, and I've only played it like <laughs> like an, an hour or maybe two max. Like I'm like a level two, but. I noticed early on that there wasn't communication. Like, people are just running off doing their own thing, and you get slaughtered every mm-hmm. single time. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. when you were, you're on the right team, and people are talking, and it can be non-verbally, too, like using markers or people mm-hmm. playing their role, too. Like, <laughs> a match I was playing this morning before work, I was um, support, I think it was, with the laser gun. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I got a huge barrage on him from up above, and he was on the run. But instead of just cracking off shot after shot i cloaked the team and we just kind of ran up on him and he didn't even see us coming and the medic was healing me at the same time and we just worked together and we brought him down like it was nothing nice so it's it's nice to see that already but uh, certain people don't know how to play this game (laughs) (laughs) when i started granted i've only played for you know like a handful of hours uh you know, I played with AI for a while just so that I could actually play all the hunter roles so that when I went on with other people, I'd actually know what the hell I was doing mm-hmm. uh, so that I wouldn't be one of those team members that just kind of runs away and then dies. Yeah, I hmm. sucked as a medic my first time playing. Oh, my God. So bad. <laughs> I got so much, like, I had, like, squirrel syndrome. I was just, like, looking back and forth between, like, healing and shooting the monster, like, with my sniper rifle. I was like, oh, we reveal his weak points. And he's, like, hammering on someone. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, when you're when you're starting off and evolve, the hunter side is easier to pick up because obviously they're very relatable and these are weapons that you may or may not have seen before in other games. Mm-hmm. Playing as the monster is a totally different story. I mean, it's hard. It's really hard. It Learning is hard. curve is much deeper. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I have. You... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say another cool strategy might be to watch some of the good streamers like Sacriel. Mm. Those guys know how to play, and you can watch them, and they'll you know give you tips as they play, and that's another mm. good way. Yeah, absolutely. I, I watch a lot of streams as well, and I just started streaming uh, myself not too long ago, so that's been a interesting experience. You know, people coming in and you know either providing tips or saying, "Oh, move this way." And, I mean, by then it's already too late; the stream is delayed. But <laughs> <laughs> um, if you could bring a monster from any movie into your game, what monster would you choose? And I'll add a clarification. Like that means, like making it, you know, the size of the monster in your game. You don't have to pick a big monster. You could pick like a, a smaller creature and make uh-huh. it, make mm. it appropriate sized. Because otherwise, so, your choices are super limited. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I was thinking about, it and I was like, geez, what big monsters do I have? Um, so <laughs> I wish I had a funny response. I'm just not that funny. Um, <laughs> I thought about this, and this is going to sound kind of weird and unconventional, but but bear with me, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, the Terminator. We can. Oh. It doesn't have to be Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? I'm just thinking, like, <laughs> get to the chopper, but like, <laughs> superhuman, you know? Or we mm. could even go with Terminator Three sort of Terminators, where they have like moldable body parts that are yeah. made of that weird silver stuff. That would be terrifying. Wouldn't that Wait, be are cool? we going? T two Terminator or T three Terminator or are we talking metal skeleton Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator? I think I you mean, just I'm open I think, to suggestions. I think you just mm. brought up the three phases right there. There yeah. you go. Those are the evolved the Dude. different oh, evolutions. Oh gosh. Oh my god. Where would it start though? Oh no, it'd have to with... end. All right. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. We, we, <laughs> just, <laughs> we just gave you. All right. You guys got to make this happen. Yeah. <laughs> this, this doesn't have to. It doesn't have to. But like, I want to see this in my head now. Starts out as a metal frame robot, ends up as just like this liquid mass of liquid. Like human, but like can can mold your your body parts into into yeah. different. Yeah. Uh, disclosure: We you know are not allowed to use the Terminator trademark because <laughs> they are <laughs> copyrighted. So the odds of a Terminator being in the game are pretty slim. Just make it decimator or something. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Change it by thirty percent. You can do it. You can do it. Kills one of your party members and copies them. That would be freaky. I have actually like thought about like what it would be like to go against an enemy that was not bigger than you, but like relatively the same size as you, so that. I mean, obviously, it would be a lot harder to spot this enemy, but, like, imagine kind of the tension that would build off of something like that. Maybe the monster would have less armor or less overall health than the other ones, but... Gosh, mm. you're describing Predator, man. Or mm, Predator. Interesting <laughs> ideas, right. yes. Like, I can, like, it just sounds like him that's cloaked out there in the wilderness, making those noises and, and just taking people off one by one. Yeah, right? Yeah. But that's Ooh. been done already. That's I mean, obviously, that's a predator. Creepy. You gotta make so- you can make something that's humanoid, or you can make something that looks like a different creature, just that size. Like if you keep it something you know intimately sized, it's kind of it's almost equally as terrifying because it's like wow, where this thing could literally be anywhere. I just want to see Nibbler from Futurama. Cute, <laughs> <laughs> um, adorable, terrifying. and just eating everything. Gosh, that would be scary if he just ate <laughs> one of your people, like one of your hunters out there. Yeah. <laughs> so. I have, I have one more question. I guess one more like I guess suggestion for the game. Um, 
one question would be like if you toyed around with the idea of like giving the creatures different abilities as they evolve as opposed to upgrading their abilities as they evolve um i don't have the answer to this yeah. i want to say it was tried okay i do want to say that it they tried it because mm-hmm. that, that i know that i know that hunters that. you used to be able to pick your weapon mm-hmm. and that didn't work because we would get things like you know there would be four hunters with a med gun. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty impossible. Yeah, you can't do much of that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, we, they, I, they may have tried that with the monster. I don't know super well. Mm-hmm. But, I, um, I like the current format for the hunters, though. I will say that as a side note. I like being forced to use something specific to help out my squad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I I, so. And it's not like they're just reskinned. Each character has completely different weapons Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i think i'm also really interested sort of as you prepare to drop you get little like snippets of conversation and backstory (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and like one minor complaint is that you know in the beginning everybody has sort of uses the first party member so you hear the same thing over and over but as you switch them out like you start hearing more personality and they have a lot more personality than i expected them to Yeah, I mean, we've spent a lot of time developing these characters. A lot of time, you know, Matt Matt Colville, who is the writer, made all kinds of dialogue. And and Evolve is emergent gameplay, so you have to discover the story. We won't lay it out in front of you. Mm -hmm. Um, And the dropship banter is one of those ways. They they talk about things in the dropship banter that allude to all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. So listen closely. Very cool. And the one thing I wanted to mention before I, I let you go, I know you have other things you have to do today, <laughs> um, is is one of the things about the progression. Um, I really think it's a cool idea to have a progression system in this game. It's one of those things that I really, uh, I really like about playing many games is that RPG kind of element to it, uh, where you're you constantly you know getting new things and learning new techniques as you keep playing on. Um, I guess one of the gripes I had about it was that like it sometimes you didn't really get to see many of those layers play out because you had to like wait for the next you know thing to unlock so you can really see like how you can finally have a, a faster or more effective way to like track the you know opponent for example. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think I think other than that, like there's um, what was I going to say? The trapper. The trapper is one of my favorite classes to play. Uh, very <laughs> cool, and I know there's a. You get points for following Daisy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I was hearing from some of the, I guess, people who've been playing the game longer that uh, sometimes it's not your best interest to follow Daisy. You only I get agree. points for following Daisy on the first level. At least the second level is for oh. Daisy reviving team members. Oh. Well, I didn't know you yeah. could do that, but I would say that sometimes during during the heat of battle or when you're following the monster that she's still going to go where it is, but you don't always yeah. want to go where it is, but where it's going to be. Yeah, and you'll be yeah. tracking it different ways with your team members. So there are times where I will deviate from her, but I don't. I don't try and stay too far from her. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say you. De- you definitely, when it comes to to Daisy, she's got little icons over her head that mean all kinds of things. You know, yellow means that she's got a good eye. She, she's on the trail. Mm-hmm. Red means she's seen him. Mm-hmm. Um, like she has line of sight on him, and mm-hmm. you Daisy is tethered to Mag- Maggie. So once Maggie, you know, goes to cut off the monster, Daisy will follow. But then when you're in an area where you think, okay, I think that we're on the track to cutting off the monster, he should be in this area somewhere. Then you look to Daisy and you see what Daisy's doing. Mm-hmm. I also she's like supposed tip. to go for him at that point. Gotcha. Yeah. I also like the tip that was like uh, that was on the 
like tutorial video, the second one that's that says if she's sniffing the ground, then the monster's in self mode. Uh, so yes. like, oh. if you're fighting a monster that likes to try and sneak up on your party members and one shot them, that is mm -hmm. how you can tell. No way. Yep. Yep. Very cool. Daisy's cool, and we made a lot of improvements to her since the closed alpha um, last summer. I played some of that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like the the general feedback in the big alpha was like, "Oh my god, I hate Daisy. She's awful." <laughs> <laughs> and then and then the biggest piece of one of the biggest pieces of feedback in the in the beta was, "Oh my god, Daisy's so much better. She's useful now." <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. She's revived my yeah. party and given us the win, so I can't I can't complain. See? Yeah, There's an example of something agreed. we improved when we pushed the game. Oh yeah, Daisy. absolutely. Yeah. Yep. I I really loved her being the trapper. I'll I'll follow her all the time. Like I just I, I did notice that too. Like I think it was in the dropship and a little bit just on the ground. This about Daisy was kind of cool to hear too. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Was well, the conversation something like, "When you got Daisy, did you ever yeah. think she'd be?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, other, the other one is like, "So you've never been here before? How do you have her?" <laughs> right. No. Does that is that a conversation? It is. Yeah. It's like I, I one of the intro one. the intro character conversations. Awesome. Oh, I must have heard it. I hmm. They've added a lot. They've added a lot of conversation because we—that was another feedback we got. Was the conversation was repetitive, mm -hmm. so we mm -hmm. added some. I don't know if it was enough. We're still working on stuff, but I mean, if you ever need a voice actor, I have a wonderful voice. <laughs> ah. <laughs> uh, Jess, again, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Um, Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. If you ever want to be on again, you let me know. <laughs> I will let you know. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And uh, you guys at home, make sure you check out uh, check out her Twitter. You can follow her at, uh, say it again. I, I totally at forgot. Damn Jess. At Damn Jess. There we go. Mm -hmm. uh, where you can you know, obviously see her updates on what's going on with Evolve and, mm -hmm. you know, all that fun stuff. And make sure you check out, you know, of course, the Black Only channel to see some more of the footage. Uh, so you can see some of that in action. You can see the live streams on the, the live stream channel. And it's good stuff. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks again, guys. I really appreciate it. I had a fun oh, time. Yeah. Thank fun. you. Thanks so much for coming on. So look forward to the next time. Of course. Thank you. Take care. <laughs> Yay. Well, likes. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, man. Are we oh. going to continue and try and get through the rest or? I, I say so, yeah. Yeah, you know, fuck it, we're here. Yeah, I, I would love to have her on for the whole time, but I mean, I think she's like about to leave her yeah. work. So she's like the community manager at, at Turtle Rock for Evolve. Like yeah. that. I mean, go ahead. Like, thank you for being on for a half hour. Like, thank you. Like, seriously. Yeah. That was why I tried to structure it so that like there were questions later if she was there, but they weren't. Uh, you know, like, but they didn't need her to be there for the whole time. Sorry, I'm responding to her. She like sent another message. Thanks so again. Proceed. That Sorry, just, you guys keep going. That was just nice <laughs> to hear about, um, like from. Go ahead, Kev. <laughs> oh, no worries. Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say it was just nice to hear just such honest, quality feedback for a change. Like it's nice talking to a person rather than like a corporate entity. Like rather I think talking e about people. Like EA or yeah. the, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just I'm so pissed off. Whatever I think about it now. <laughs> yeah, and like I totally get that frustration. And like again, I'm still 
I'm still in the mindset of like, yeah, EA fucked up and they keep fucking up all the time. But they keep fucking up. <laughs> but they're also, you know, they're also led by not led by. They also have a lot of like great people working there, you know. People who they do. genuinely like care about the games that they're that they're producing and putting out and so But I was just hearing that difference about between like 2K and personal shout out to NBA 2K yeah. when they t- take their time and they craft a quality product yeah. and then they release it. They they they're willing to wait and take the time and it, it was just That's refreshing to hear. That's I mean, very true. Ultimately, I think that it's probably 2K, but it's also probably just sort of the the way that the argument was made was probably very important. Sort of the this is what we're adding, like this is what we need to do. This is what will make the game more successful overall. Because to publishers, it is all about money. Like it has to be. That's yeah. their job. So yeah. it's all about sort of where they can put their value. And I think that that is good to hear that they're willing to at least be open uh, to the developers wanting to move things out. Mm-hmm. Cheers. Yeah. So. Uh, we will move right along to the rest of the podcast. I think. Uh, I think after that, probably there's probably going to be a bunch of people who only tuned in for that very <laughs> uh, quick thing. Oh, we had a, we had guest topics we were supposed to talk about too. It's all good. I totally forgot. Gosh, there, there was one. I gotta recall what that was. Go ahead, man. <laughs> <laughs> there. Since was. you're typing, do you want me to read the new releases? Yes, please. Yes. <laughs> okay. So here are your new releases for this week. Uh, released. On February 17th, uh, we had Dead or Alive 5 last round on PS3, PS4, and Xbox One. Total War Attila on PC. Trivial Pursuit Live on Xbox 360. Uh, Paparazzi on Wii U. Morningstar Descent to Dead Rock on PC. Pillar on PS4. And Hand of Fate, which I personally am kind of excited by, on PS4 and Xbox One. Um, Last week, we had the new 3DS system. Majora's Mask uh, re-released on 3DS. Hmm. Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate released on 3DS. Uh, Last Tuesday, we had Evolve, like we were just talking about, on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Chivalry Medieval Warfare on PC. Eternal Blade, which I know nothing about on Vita. (laughs) Overture on PC. Uh, Minutes on PS4 and Vita. And Super Stardust Ultra on PS4. And a whole bunch of other stuff that I didn't include because I had no idea what it was. (laughs) Was it on on there? Largely on PC. No, it wasn't. Was that last Tuesday? What, what game? I saw you playing it. I thought you were playing that, Kev. I think it, I did. I think it was two weeks ago. All right. My Which bad. Which game is this? But it could be wrong. Apotheon? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was free on PlayStation Plus. Yeah, that was yeah. the last podcast. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because that would have been the, the beginning of the month. That's when things go free. So that Gosh, been, it just uh, took me like before. two weeks to get to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't even played it yet either. Wait, so what is... Was it eternal blade that's what the one you were saying you were excited about no 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 uh, were, hand of fate hand of fate yes hand of fates actually had been reviewed because i think it was released on pc um like a month ago but uh-huh. hand of fate is like a dungeon crawler where you have cards that you use both to determine what your characters can do and to determine like what boosts you give to the monsters so the concept seems really cool and i'm definitely going to check it out um because it seems like a, a fun game and i'm into anything D D based yeah so. i was gonna say this is very D D. It is very D and D plus cards, and those two things together are like me. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I'm I'm okay. So, I guess one of my guilty players in gaming is uh, is Dead or Alive. Yeah. Are you gonna get last round? <laughs> I don't know if I'm gonna get last round. I reached out to Tecmo Koei to see if I can get a review copy because I did play DOA Five, played yeah. a lot, 
And I enjoyed that game, but I felt the the netcode needed some work before I could really give it more of my time. Makes sense. Um, I did see the developers asking PC modders to be nice. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, you know why? Come on, you know. Exactly. Oh, I know entirely why. That's why I was laughing as soon yeah. as you said it was a guilty pleasure of yours. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> and like not not in the sense that like like oh, oh my god, I'm playing DOA, but like of course the mantra of it is like oh, you only play it for the boobs and like. <laughs> I like the fighting mechanics in it. I don't like Tekken, but I do like DOA. It's like a guy that reads Playboy that's like, I like it for the articles. <laughs> it's totally different. The artic- articles are in Playboy magazine. They're really good, by the way. Are they? The- yes. Okay. The- that is my standard argument. Like, there normally is something very peaceworthy in there somewhere. And I'm not really a fan of the nudity in Playboy. I think they, they don't really do a good job on that. But that's yeah, another yeah. topic. I mean, we could, we could talk about that for a second. If you really want. <laughs> well, if you really want to, sure. Like, okay, I haven't been a plan- fan of Playboy in like five or ten years. Yeah, but I'll I still read it just because of the content. I mean, they do have like really good writers that occasionally oh, yeah. do articles and short stories and stuff for them. So, Well, that's a legitimate thing to say, that they have great articles then. Yeah. That's yeah, but it's it's not usually the reason most I mean, males will get a Playboy. It's just I think they also need to have good articles because honestly, like the internet is a thing, and <laughs> exactly. if they did, there's no no reason to pay for that. <laughs> you can Google image search that. So yeah, yeah. people can scan it in. You, just, you have the exact thing that's in the Playboy, like right there. Like, don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, what else is on here that I'm really kind of looking forward to so there's one that's not on there because it's not out yet which is what oh the order yep no that's not out yet but that's oof. what we're talking about next so. yes all right i'll wait i'm oh, very uh, i'll hold it i'm very DS jealous so of the new pretty. 3ds xl it's so as pretty oh my god oh man uh, i can't wait until i can actually use it <laughs> so tell us story of what happened with so the new 3ds uses a micro sd card instead of an sd card so I ordered a 64 gigabyte one off of Amazon, which was supposed to be delivered today. Um, so my new 3DS arrived a day earlier than I expected it, and I was really happy until I realized I didn't have the memory card. Uh, my mail, because of all the snow, was delivered at like six o'clock. Um, and there was so I didn't get my memory card until pretty late, and apparently it doesn't work. So I earned it. And my mom was nice enough to go and grab me a new one while we were on this podcast. I was going to say, there actually might be a way to, to format in, format it into FAT32. Well, no, it has to... The, the, the card won't be read, can't be read. Like it, it says, there's like nothing this inserted. Of, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Cause like, so. the, shout to Lamar Wilson if you're listening to this for some reason. But he uh, he actually talked about this very thing, and he was like, everyone was telling him it wasn't going to work, and he just he took it into his computer and, and formatted the, the the card and put it into his 3ds, and then it worked. Hmm. Oh no, this one I, I I'm pretty sure that the card was just not working. Oh wow! But now I need Never to do mind. a system transfer, which can take several hours, and then tomorrow I can play it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nintendo. Uh, before we move on to the order, I just want to like say Nintendo like gets gets things right and then gets things so wrong. Like linking linking games to your system and not your ID is such a bad idea. So like so bad. many people get their 3DS stolen and then they lose every game they've ever owned because it's linked to the system and not their name. What is Nintendo thinking? Um, 
I'm I, I was also trying to figure out like what size card I need, so I was looking at trying to figure out how much space I actually used on my old 16 gigabyte card and how much was left. Uh -huh. And they still say everything in blocks and not actual space. Oh. So like my 3DS still had like 10,000 blocks remaining, and I was like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> That's that so is an useless. arbitrary thing. Why? Why would um, you do this to us? And their, their, their partner program, for example, is just abysmal. If yeah. pe and people are signing up for it. That's the part that bothers me the most. And I, we'll, we can go into a whole separate thing about that, but we will save that for another time. Um, the order has come under fire just before release after claims that the game is five hours. Though yep. developers deny this claim, studio executives say the game is about eight to ten hours in length. Which is not much longer. Right. So, how short is too short? And is there a point where, regardless of quality, a game isn't worth $60? All right, well, I'd love to go first if you guys let me. Please do. After you, <laughs> Because I looked up something today, and I've been looking at it, because I've been looking at The Order as one of those games for me. It's a new IP. It's something that we haven't seen before by a company that's had a little bit of work with Sony. Mm -hmm. And... It's got a concept that intrigues me. Like, I, I really just want to see what this is like. I need a new third-person something. And on top of that, everyone's making this comparison because some motherfucker out there on YouTube went through it in what? Was it five and a half hours? That's mm -hmm. what he claims, yeah. Okay. Well, first off, it was a second playthrough. And it was on an easier difficulty. This dude just rode through the whole game because he'd already done it before on something simple. Mm -hmm. But on top of that... To make it a comparison sake, the Uncharted games, someone posted the times, and I think it was Uncharted 1 was like 7 hours, mm -hmm. Uncharted 2 was like 7.5, Uncharted really? 3 was like 7 hours. This is like a straight playthrough grind session. Yeah, if you don't die constantly and don't explore, you're just, you're yeah. just going. Yeah. And I was like, okay, the one I read today took, took it all. It was 3.5 hours for The Last of Us. Wow. And I was like, okay then I don't give a shit. I'm going to sit down and enjoy this game like I have before. I don't need to read anything else. I don't need to see anything else. I just hope it's a good game, and I have that gut feeling it's at least going to be good. It might not be great, but mm -hmm. I think it'll be good. I think and the that, replay value just, needs to be factored in. Um, yeah. sort of and place. Well, yeah, the other thing is I'm, I might trade it in in another month for Bloodborne. I will say okay. that. That's true. I'm, I'm actually That's thinking about getting, getting the order... And then trading it in for something else coming up. Because the thing is, this is a game that I feel like I should be giving my love to the developers for making this. Because this, you know, making a, a first a, a single-player-only game in this day and age is very risky. Mm -hmm. And so part of me wants to, to, to give to them to kind of show them that, like, this is still, like, you can still make a really great experience. If it is a great experience, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and sure. Another part of me is, like... I need to be smart with my money, but I don't know. I mean, if like what you say is true, you know, taking into consideration, some people went through the last of us in three hours. I mean, that, that three game, and a half hours. And that game took you what? Maybe 12, 14. And that game without multiplayer alone was phenomenal. It, yeah. it was, I I've easily played through that game five or six times front to back. Mm -hmm. And I would play it again. Mm -hmm. The criticism reminds me of dishonored, which was also a game that was really short. Oh, that's a good um, one. Mm. But, like, really fun. And it introduced some inter some unique mechanics. Like, it's something that I'm very glad I played. 
Um, but when I finished it, I was, like on my first playthrough, and it was less than 10 hours, I was a little disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I don't know. But it, it, at least it still had that diverse, like, ending. Like, you could be the good Definitely. guy, or you could be the bad guy. And Definitely. I remember I went through Dishonored myself again just to make sure I didn't kill anybody the entire That's game. That's what I did my first playthrough. And so my uh, first playthrough took a little bit longer. <laughs> my second playthrough, I was just a jerk, and it went really fast. <laughs> I did the opposite, I guess. The first time okay. I played it, I just said, fuck it, I'm just going to do whatever, or, or whatever feels right. And I did a mix of stealth and bad shit, and I just said, fuck it. For so the first three quarters, uh, first three quarters of my game, if I accidentally killed someone, I went back to my previous save. Gosh, that, oh, it was such a pain. That's what I did the second time. It was such a bitch. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it took a while. I did. <laughs> I never played Dishonored. Sad face. You should. It was fun. You, yeah. I'm sure you can get it for super cheap right now, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. even with the add-on, which I never played, because I sold the game back by then, because it came out, like, a year after the game. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember. That was my first day one digital copy. I'll never forget that. Damn. Where... You, know, you remember when that was? For, for PlayStation 3 people, they didn't update the PlayStation Store until 3.30, 4 o'clock. Yeah. So I had to wait until then. They couldn't refund my money because I called them. I, I couldn't buy... I could buy two copies and have one digital, but I, I just... I waited. Yeah. And, and then I had to wait for the download. And then I had to wait to install it. <laughs> then you had to wait for the patch, which... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I just got the super cool tarot card deck that came with it when I got my physical copy, so I was happy with that. That's I've learned. Cool. I've learned. <laughs> uh, so, I guess the, the question still remains is how short is too short? Uh, I mean, you guys I think... I would say four I think, hours. I think it depends on, like I said, replay value. Like, yeah, that's true. Uh, there are some things that are really short, but you can play them over and over. Uh, mm-hmm. But there are other things that might be of a medium length that you that just don't hold your interest. So, like, you well, don't ever want to really touch it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It depends on the quality, and it depends on replay value. Mm. Yeah, it depends on the game, too. Like, some games like are first-person shooters. Other games are third-person action adventures. Other games are multiplayer-centric, and... And when it comes down to just a single-player game, if it's, I, I, oh man, like I, I'll even cite this. Um, what is that game called? The Binding of Isaac. Mm-hmm. And I, I was told because I played it once or twice, and it was it was fun. Uh, but one of the other guys on the podcast played it once. Mm-hmm. They, then he, he played it again, and then the next day he played it for like four hours, yeah. and he beat it again and again and again. But he saw new enemies, and he saw new weapons, and he saw all these other cool things that he didn't see the first time through. And yeah. It, it just depends. It just depends on what kind of game it is. That's like, true. Like I just did that with Transistor because it was free. Um, like I was meant to pick it up, and that game is is pretty short. Like uh, my first playthrough was significantly less than ten hours. My second playthrough, like to get all the trophies and increase the difficulty, was less than that. Um, mm. But an amazing game. So, but I mean, I don't know. the game originally launched at like what fifteen dollars? I think twenty twenty five. I think oh, it was like okay. twenty five because I was looking at it originally and I was like, ah, I and I feel like <laughs> well, I fifteen dollars. Could... I would have said, never mind. I'm just going to do it. You could change the question then. How, like, how short is too short for a sixty dollars game? Yeah, that's that is like, yeah, okay, that's rare. But see, if I paid sixty dollars for Transistor, I still would have been happy. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, mean I don't know. I, that game's I, amazing and has it, but... so much strategic depth. I don't know. It all depends on quality. Yeah. So, I didn't play Transistor yet, but it's one of the games that I've been most looking forward to playing. So, the fact that I didn't play it yet is kind of, like, weird for me. 
I um, liked it so much I paid three dollars for a transistor theme for my PS4. Wow. Drop I need mic. to go back to that game. <laughs> I need to go back to that game then. Uh, it's Drop. been a while because I've been playing, for example, Hotline Miami. Mm. Like, that game I love that game. Ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, Hotline Miami but, is pretty awesome. But would I pay sixty dollars for that? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. I mean, Transistor is a very much a different game, definitely. But I don't know. I think I. I mean, for me personally, what I end up doing for games that I know are short is I just wait until they're cheaper. Like it's not a factor of if I don't get it at all. It's a factor of like it's when I get it. You know, which makes sense. Yeah. Which I think yeah. you also sort of have to look at like what is the game studio doing? If it is something ambitious, something risky, um, yeah, then I'm more willing to spend the money. Yeah, it's I'm if it's something that. safe, like the new Devil May Cry was something that seems safe, something that seems Arbitrary. I don't know. What was that? Arbitrary, pointless. Yeah, like I just, I don't know. I'm much less <laughs> like the next to... fucking first-person shooter, or the, yeah. the next fucking action adventure game, or like, DMC, I, as I, you said. I, I'd also rather play like a a six-hour game that's amazing than like a fifty-hour game where I enjoy six hours of it. <laughs> yes, that's like fair. Perfect example. Thank you. Um, something that I'm trading in toward the order. I may or may not regret this. I don't think I will. Is Far Cry Four? Mm. I have not beaten it, but I popped it in for like like I told you guys like I popped it in for five minutes and I was like fuck this, <laughs> <laughs> and then I popped an infamous First Light and I don't know who recommended. It. I wanted to say it was you, Kevin. I did not play First Light, so it was not me. I played a little bit of First Light. It's downloaded. Somebody it loved free, it, but I did not. It might have been Jordan. No, he didn't play because he's not. I don't think he's a fan of Second Son, which uh, I played and loved. I love Second, Second Son. I would have recommended that. That's also a very short game. That was very good. And I, I popped First Light in, and I sat down and I played it until I beat it that Sunday. I could not stop, and I'm willing to trade in Far Cry Four without even looking back, thinking fuck exploring for another mask or going to the top of something or doing a side objective or looting another chest or or unlocking this like. Far Cry, Assassin's Creed, and, and what's the other one? Watch Dogs are pretty much the same fucking game. Ooh. <laughs> it's if you look at the setups, it's been it's been bothering the hell out of me, and I don't think I want to play another game of that same formula for a while. Yeah. On that note, let's talk about another open world game. <laughs> <laughs> Zelda. A very different open world game. You but... go ahead. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, Zelda Wii U series producer uh, says that the series is as big as the Wii U can handle, but he takes issue with the open world label because he says that all Zelda games have given you a big world to explore. Hmm. Um, and then my question that I added was just, what is one thing that you would love to see in the new Zelda? Like, either something from an old Zelda that you want to see come back, or something that, like, hasn't been in Zelda that you want to see, since this looks to basically be, like, the Legend of Skyrim Zelda. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Zelda Rim. That nope, nope, not going further with that. <laughs> you just you know that's the next, that's the next uh, parody film coming your way. I mean, yeah, ah, coming your way. Ah. Oh, you're you're funny. Gosh, nerds everywhere would eat that up. <laughs> oh yeah, that will uh, that will take the cake or take the heart. Take the Triforce. There but go. I think I want to think. <laughs> And what you're talking about, sort of, at what point does open world become a bad thing? 
Because you just said you don't want to explore for like four hours to find a mask. At what point does that world become like a... Like, it, it, I don't know. It, it needs to feel alive to me. It needs to feel like that living, breathing place. Like some place I can run through. Like another recent example would be Dying Light. Mm. How it, it's very familiar. It has a similar setup, but at the same time, it feels like that apocalyptic wasteland. When I'm looking down from the rooftops and I see zombies stumbling around or how it's crafted that you can just run from one side to the other or the people there and the, the stuff that they're going through. And it's not the same fucking mission every time. Unlocking safe areas might be, but that's still something that's formulaic enough that you want to do that again. Like, I think alive and breathing is the mo- most important one to me, something that feels real. Mm. That's fair. I don't know. I've also always had issue with... Uh... I don't know, like, if I think of Skyrim, it often just gets so damn overwhelming when you're <laughs> not, too big. like, on the story mission, and you're just like, well, I've got my choice of 763 quests on my quest log. Yeah. Hmm. I'm just going to turn this off. I think, <laughs> I think a big part of that is also, like, the way it directs your attention to things or the way it directs your focus. So one of the things I loved about Skyrim when it, it directed your focus towards the main story missions is that, like, you knew you were on a story mission. You knew you were on a main story mission. One of the things that I find is a, a struggle for me as a, a game player for a lot of these open world games is is some of them require you to traverse, and the traversal system takes longer than it really needs to. That's so like you're just running from point A to point B, and, you're and just like trying to get there. Not really much is there. happening in between that time. You yeah. know, that's that's one of the things that kind of drove me crazy about Assassin's Creed Three is that like I just wanted to get to the next story thing. I didn't want to have to go through the same area over and over again just to get to the next thing. Like, I wish there was a way to... They had fast travel, kind of, in, like, main areas, but it wasn't where the next objective was. You still had to go out of your way to get there. Right. So, like, if we think of, like, Ocarina of Time, that had you running all across Hyrule to go from point A to point B. You really couldn't fast travel there. But there was something different about that. That was more... um, You still had your... Your local shops along the way too. You had your okay. enemies that you could fight. You, you had could ride, um, ride a pona. Yeah, riding a pona or um, I, I. It's been a while since I played it, but that was one of the few games I played through. I don't know half a dozen times. Yeah, and I think another part of that too was that there weren't other games around them at the time that were even doing that. Like it was fairly a new, a fairly so, new concept. So, do you want fast travel in the new Zelda game? I would, I would, yes. 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 Okay. That would probably be my biggest, my biggest thing I would want in that game. Okay. Yeah. As long as I can go to Goron Mountain at some point, which is, I don't know. It's been so long since i played Zelda. It's probably been in one of the games since then. It but was in the Majora's Goron, Mask, because yeah. Majora's Mask is the same, like the same Hyrule. Oh, that was uh, that a while ago. I know that. Well, I, well, it was brought out again recently. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to start it. Tomorrow, <laughs> I can't wait to hear your questions. I never played Majora's Mask actually. I haven't either. Ooh, yeah. So this is going to be super exciting for you then. I think by the time Majora's Mask came out, like I wasn't on my N sixty four anymore. Yeah, so. no, we were. Was that PlayStation days? Oh yeah, PlayStation two. I think that's why I was yeah. no longer oh, on really? my N sixty four because the yeah. end of the N sixty four overlapped with PS two, and it just could, it couldn't compete. Yeah, it tried, but it couldn't. Oh, not even a little bit. No, I'm not even Majora's close. Mask is like the most unique Zelda game. So maybe that's the reason why not as many people talk about Majora's Mask versus Ocarina well, of Time, for example. The whole setup is different. Like it's not like 
go from point A to point B to point C to point D. Majora's Mask is the world ends in 72 hours. Oh, wow. Uh, so you, re- you relive the same 72 hours over and over, and each day you sort of have to keep track of what you need to do to make everything go perfectly and not have the world end. Okay. That's Very stressful. <laughs> yes. Yes, especially when that moon or crater gets closer and closer and closer. Yeah. And you just see that angry look in its face. What Ugh. the fuck? <laughs> this just got dark as shit. <laughs> no, I can still see it. I mean, Delta's always kind of dark. Wind Waker's all about, like, the world is flooded. Oh. And all that's left is tiny pieces of land. So, oh. Zelda's always pretty dark. Oh. And we all know Gandalf. Yep. Or Ganondorf, isn't, isn't it Ganondorf? Ganondorf? Well, I think it went from, was it Ganondorf to Gandalf? Which, or, Gan- it was Gan- like that. Ganon, thank you. Thank yeah. you. His last major form, which was crazy. Mm. Yeah. I need to start playing those fucking Gosh, games. Gosh, it's been a while. It's been years. Yeah. Um, speaking of years, uh, Darksiders 2 came out years ago. Yep, not, not, getting, not a few years. <laughs> How many years? At least two, maybe three. It's not that long ago, is it? Um, it was at least two years ago. It was at probably least. more. It could. I was living in Bridgewater, so mm-hmm. at least two years ago. I think like two and a half. Might have been around two and a half. Maybe three. Going for initial release date August fourteenth, two thousand twelve. That's three years ago this year. Yeah. So two and a half years ago. Nice. Yeah. yeah that, Perfect. Yeah. Right. Uh, Dark Sires 2 to get a definitive edition for next-gen systems. New developer Nordic confirms. Of course, they got acquired by THQ, you know. So after THQ was dissolved, fans mm-hmm. thought the series was dead. But the creator, uh, creative developer says that the new developer is committed to continuing the series. Mm-hmm. I think that that's interesting. It's a remaster, but not... But not from the original publisher because the original publisher is gone. Like yeah, I think that yeah, that's. Yeah. Do you I mean, think I'm, I'm probably not going to buy it. About it. it well, yeah, that's like the definitive. other thing. It's, it's the same. <laughs> like I, I have, I have my stance on this. You guys know, like I'm okay with it now. <laughs> I was pissed about it at first, but I'm okay with it. Some people didn't get to play the game. This will be their first time playing it. So have fun. It's a good game. But for me, I fucking played it already. Move the fuck on. Yeah. But what I think is interesting about this, though, is like that the new Nordic Games, who now owns it, like this is sort of their like foray into potentially making a third game. True. Despite saying initially that they weren't going to spend like fifty million dollars on it, like the second game cost. Hmm. Jeez. God damn. Yeah. So, That's well, probably well, why one of the reasons why THQ is not here today. Yeah. Holy yeah. crap, what makes them think they can spend $50 million on anything? Because of the way Darksiders 1 went, and it, it wasn't really a big title, but it was big enough that it made some money and that it had its following and that people really wanted a sequel, and they tried and unfortunately didn't quite succeed. I never knew it had a, a I, following as big as oh yeah. to kind of... Warrant. I think part of it, too, was I get the feeling that they kind of blew their budget on the game, and it was not yeah. marketed well at all. No. Also true. No, it wasn't. So That's insane. That is insane. Um, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. I never played Darksiders 2. I, I didn't either. That's I, it. Yeah. I would play it. I don't know if I'll buy it right away, but I would play it for sure. Yeah, I'd say if you enjoyed the first one, you'll enjoy the second one. I also don't know what the price is in the definitive edition at. Like, if it's twenty bucks, I'm much more okay with it than if it's. But if uh, it's fifty, sixty, yeah. What no, if it's forty nine ninety nine? Nope. 
All right. Not for a game that came out that long ago. <laughs> Everything uh, okay? Who me? Yeah. Oh, I'm fine. I'm I'm fantastic. Um Moving on to the next thing. <laughs> Sorry, I just had like a crazy thing going on. So, World of Warcraft is adding new colorblind support, adding words to describe rarity alongside color, as well as making other tweaks. Um, that's if Jess is still on. If so she was still on, I was going to ask sort of like how much emphasis, you know, as game makers, you should put on that much, like making sure that everybody can play. I think it's still a question that we can... Yeah, I think it's something we should still address. And I read an article, I don't remember where, sort of talking about this with other games, like including colorblind support, including uh, alternative controller schemes for people who can't hold the controller the same way. Yeah. Um, Like how much emphasis do you think developers need to put on making sure that everyone can play their games, like regardless of whatever different needs they might have like at what point do you think that you should stop and focus on you know the main experience i go ahead i think if you have time you should but i'll make the easiest example in the world do any of you guys parents play video games my dad used to but do they like currently would they pick up a playstation 4 controller and play call of duty on a friday night with you no nope would you be able to sit down and teach them said controls in a in a probably. sitting? Probably. No. Mine probably not. Mine probably not either. I, I would I would try, and she'd probably get it to a certain extent, or or my dad would get it to a certain extent, but they would be terrible at it. My only point is, video games aren't for everybody. But if you can incorporate it, so those that want to play can play. Please do. Mm-hmm. But well, like <laughs> some people aren't going to play video games. The other article I was reading was talking about how, like, video games can be amazingly useful for, like, physical therapy. Yes. Um, yeah. Yes. But they need to have alternative controller schemes just so that the people can, uh, you know, like, hold Function. the controller uh, yeah. in the way that they can and sort of do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that easy tweaks, like, alternate controller schemes, um, things like World of Warcraft is doing, like, rather than just showing rarity from green, purple, and orange, like, showing it with a word is important. And colorblindness, like, you totally need to take care of colorblindness. Yeah. Like, a third of all males in the world are colorblind. Like, yeah. It's pretty crazy. Hmm. So. No, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I think, um... Oh, I think we just lost, uh, Kevin. I, no, I'm here. My video you just turned here? off. Oh, okay. Why. That was weird. <laughs> I was like, yeah. uh, what, what happened to Kevin? <laughs> um, I don't know why. But let's... <laughs> Cause fuck you. That's why <laughs> I looked over my my router and I'm still up. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Well, obviously I'm still up. I'm talking. So. Skype. Skype happened. Yeah. Um. I think my video must have gone down too. It yeah. just told me my video's turned off and the little icon had a slash through it. Like I clicked it, but I definitely did not. Yeah, mine totally just went down too. So I'm I'm back. Hey, people, I'm back. Um. <laughs> no, I'm here, but I'm never here. <laughs> never I'm gonna fix. That. I'm gonna yeah. fix that shortly. I'm gonna fix that shortly. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that totally. There we go. He's back. <laughs> oh, that was so weird. That was weird. It did that before too. It did anyway. on one of our previous podcasts. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking weird. Let's keep going because I want to get dinner. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, uh, people, developers, please take care of people with disabilities, whether it's control schemes or whether it's you know uh, color correctness. Please do that. Yeah. 
like sure. blue green color blindness is a big issue and uh you know I have chances a are of one of us is going yeah. to have it by the time we're like 40 so well, don't say that a bit over time don't yes. say that well, it's already started with me it started yep, with me there years you go ago. years ago it was and the long, last thing you want uh, the last thing you want is to be playing a game and to be like, I don't know if this is somebody on my team or if this is somebody else. I'm just going to shoot. Because it's, it's the guys, code. you know, not shooting at you or your teammates, the guys shooting at, or shooting at you or not your teammates. <laughs> exactly. yeah. Yeah. And the last Guardian's trademark has expired in the U.S. No, it hasn't. Or, yes, it has, but the game mm-hmm. is still good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Sony execs reassure fans <laughs> that the game is still in development. Despite a long history of delays after his 2009 announcement, handoffs, and system changes. So, you said it, it's not, it's, it's okay, you know, it's, it's, it's fine, but uh, is it still going to be called The Last Guardian? Yeah, they said that it was just like, a, uh, like an error from somebody in the office. Like, they just forgot to file the renewal yeah. papers. So Which unfortunately also have... means that right now I could copyright The Last Guardian and then Sony would have to pay me for the rights to it. I mean, we need to get yep. on that. I mean, if we're trying to make this a lucrative business opportunity. Somebody's probably already done that. Damn it! Yeah, probably. Who's slow? how does news get out? I don't know. I think it was because fans saw like that the copyright had expired and assumed that the yeah. game. So Sony had to be like, nope, not <laughs> dead. We're, we're, we're still making it. And I think something. Somewhere. What was it like? Sony in Japan like came out recently and talked about some of the struggles they've been facing, and yeah, I think yeah. that that game was involved in, in that. And so, they're trying to transition it to PS4 now, despite developing it for PS3. Yeah, like Final Fantasy Which, 15. Uh, yeah. Well, that's what happens when you develop a game for like 12 years. Final Fantasy 15. God damn it! <laughs> but I know, like the last Guardian, the creative director said that he stopped contributing to it a long time ago <laughs> that's funny actually <laughs> it's, it's kind of sad too <laughs> it is sad because I mean, uh, think about anything that you've been working on for that long nope can't yeah. do it sorry i don't know if you think about it with writing that would be like yes it, like books are in editing for a long time but that would be like i finished my book I put my final edits on it, and I give it to my publisher for editing, and then it 10 years later, lost. it goes on shelves. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Because they need to transition it to E-format. God damn it. Or something like that. <laughs> something I don't know. stupid. I don't know. I, I hope Final Fantasy XV is good, because after this long, if like, like you know, Chris Lascano, you know, it's your dude. Like he said on the last podcast... This is the make or break moment for Square Enix, you know. If they fuck up on this, and Square and Kingdom Hearts... They are in big trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they are. But they own lots of other people, so they'll just transition and make less games themselves. So That's true. They'll be publishing. Yeah. And let's move on to the hot topics, if there are any, um, aside from what is already there. I don't know if Dave has anything he'd like to bring into the, the foray. No, we, I like we talked about the order, so... <laughs> Or what did I you say? We were both looking at the little icon where his face would be. Oh yeah, <laughs> well, my screen it kind of looked like the Brady Bunch. <laughs> I'm smiling. You can't see it. <laughs> I smile for him. <laughs> so, um, I guess I can I can bring in a, a guest topic of some sort. I think I, I'd like to think that. Most people in gaming 
see what we have going on right now is like a good time f- to be a gamer. Hmm. And aside from like a lot of the bullshit that happened last year, and it's still happening, and it's still happening, absolutely, <sighs> it's um, not over. I am glad I am not a female gamer. This is true. Um, I'm I'm also apologetically saying that like I'm glad I'm not a female gamer, but at the same time, oh yeah, time, no, I'm like, not saying like I'm glad I'm not a female gamer because yeah. they suck. Gosh, I'm I wish one like... of you were. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> like female gamers, more of you. <laughs> you know, join us. We need we need more. Yeah, female. I think I think you know, I think aside from all that bullshit that has been happening, overall gaming is is okay. I, I think there's a lot of like really great things going on in gaming and game development and, and new ideas and new ways of looking at things and new ways of experiencing and internalizing things. You know, we have games that are so much more complex than they ever have been before. Um, not just in mechanics, but in terms of like you know subject matter, in terms of you know story elements, in terms of dialogue. You know, um, so I just want to give a shout out to gaming right now. Aside again, despite all the the crazy shit that's going on out there. Um, you know, we we can have crazy and in, in-depth conversations about things that are going on in gaming, and, it, and it's like it, it's applicable. You know, it makes this would have been a lot harder to do back in like original NES days. Yes, yes. yes. So let's talk about Mario Three. Yeah, you could jump. Have you have you gotten the Tanuki suit yet? Did you save the princess? Did you go in the shoe? <laughs> the shoe was always my favorite. <laughs> My dreams. <laughs> I'm gonna go play Mario Three now. Never mind. Fuck you guys. I've been Mario putting 3. so much time into Mario Three. It's so sad. It's so difficult. Like you, you don't remember how much more difficult games used to be. Like oh, until you play them, and you're like. Bitch. Why is this so hard? Like, I, I don't remember how do it. I know, like, oh, young me was able to conquer everything, and you go back yeah. now, and it's like, what the hell, man? How am I a worse gamer <laughs> now than when I was eight? Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, gaming gaming has gotten easier in some ways. You now we have the ability to save that right there. Yeah, well, you could save in, uh, in a lot of, like, NES games, just on the cartridge. You had to get to that level, though. Different. You yeah. couldn't. We we have a, a lot more checkpoints and yeah. yeah, I don't know what would you call it. We I don't have a lot say... more leeway. I mean, uh, handholding. Writing down passwords for Mega Man used to be fun, and if you didn't really want to have to beat a boss, you just like enter a password that's already beaten it. Figure that shit out. It's yeah. true. I didn't, Although, have, I didn't have easy access to the internet the way same way I do now, so that was like, oh man, I gotta go to my dad's place and <laughs> gotta go to the library and look it up. Yeah, <laughs> or the Occasional Game Shark usage. Oh yeah, Game Shark. I miss the Game Shark. Uh, I I don't. I feel like that was so fucking cheating back then. Yeah, but I used to use it and do ridiculous things too. It always had like those yeah. weird developer cheats that you could use, like yeah. uh, like being able to like fly or being able to like make people bigger or smaller. Yeah, I remember. I vividly remember this because the original Devil May Cry. The first time I played through it, that I, game was hard. That game was hard as. Balls! I remember that was fun though. Oh, was the, so much fun! Oh, it was an amazing game. <laughs> I remember the first time I went against that tarantula. I couldn't. I couldn't even. So much difficulty. I had to use a game shark to beat it because I couldn't. I couldn't really? Beat. Yeah, I had so much trouble with it. I got the, the original game, like, Devil May Cry on, out, on PS2, right? Yeah. Oh man, I. 
it took me a bit, but I conquered that fucking thing. Oh. I'm, I remember. No, I remember. I didn't. I didn't cheat then. I cheated before then on <laughs> other stupid games. <laughs> well, the thing is, I I did that, and then I think I either started over or I I, I played the game without the game shark, and then I, I continued playing because I kind of got a feel for the mechanics after that. At that point, mm-hmm. I didn't really. Like I think actually it was that scene where I was like you, you're going up the stairs and the tarantula comes like chasing. Oh, and you. it comes up behind you and just shows up out of nowhere. And you're like shit, and it chases you. Like I, I was trying to fight it. I was trying to kill it. I didn't know you could Go, run man. away from it. Go, man. <laughs> I had no idea you could run away from it. Like you, you, what you were supposed to do was like go in the the door to the right. And I was just yep. At the time, I was freaking out because I was like, oh, it's a, ah, ah. I mean. What I'm amazed about with older games, too, is how often, like, especially when you go back to, like, 18-bit and 16-bit, how often they just didn't tell you stuff, and you just sort of had to figure it out. You had to die, uh, and then figure it out. Like, when you look at, like, like just Super Mario 3, going back to that example, like, none of it makes any sense. Yeah, like, like you can sometimes go in this one area and jump, and you can hit the secret. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, or, like, how would you know that you need to, like, run and then be able to fly? There's no tutorial level. Yeah, like, totally is. No, you just... Kind of figured it out as you went. Yeah, when you press down on a white block, you always can go behind the scenery. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, ha- No one told you that. Nope. Also really doesn't serve a purpose, but you it's can do it. You can do <laughs> It's a thing. Uh, and our, our final topic of the podcast, this wonderful podcast, is, uh, you know, Evolve mixes up a familiar multiplayer idea. A team to bring shooter. them... To bring all this back together. Bring it all back together. Bring it down to the Evolve. Um, we were going to have Jess on for this part, but I totally forgot that uh, I was going to put this as the last thing before she left. So I derped a little bit. It's all good. <laughs> but it's all good because we have... I also... I don't know. I also feel like I didn't want to try and put her in a position where like, she'd have to... Try not to give away anything that's coming in the future, and I feel like this question might have done that. <laughs> might have just done that. What's well, <laughs> the question? You always have to, probe, you always have to ask that question, you know? That's fair. What else would you like to see happen to multiplayer in the future? Now, I, I imagine this isn't just in relation to Evolve, but in, in relation to anything. Yeah, it was just sort of, I don't know. My idea in making it was just that like Evolve takes the idea that you already know, sort of of like squad squad multiplayer versus like non-squad does something different with yeah. it and like it mixes squad multiplayer with like free-for-all yeah yeah and so what else would i like to see happen to multiplayer in the future i, I don't know, know an answer i've i, I go ahead answer. <laughs> it's i mean for the types of things that it brings to the table if it works, because I'm not sold on anything. I know what if it's say. multiplayer centric. I know what you're going to say. It's the division. Yes, that is what and, my answer was going to be. And it's it's. I've been very very impressed by everything they've shown us so far, and the 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 possibilities that are there. Mm-hmm. It, it gets me really excited to see where gaming is heading, and if if they can bring all that together, like that's kind of what I'd want to see. The tablet integration, the, the open world environment, the, the the friends that you explore with, or they just come in and out at, at will. And That's the firefights you get into, it's... it's Exactly. It's, I, I think that integrated seamlessness, I think that's, that's for me, is... I mean, it, it's kind of a cop-out answer for me, because like it is something that's already happening. It's a good answer, though. But then again, it's only happening if... 
they if put it off. works. Yeah. yeah. And I, so, I just I'm not sold on yet. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that because it can My go answer wrong is so easily. Kind of weird. I would like to see like basically I love playing board games and I love playing card games, but the problem is like my friends don't live nearby. So mm-hmm. I would like to see like sort of more experimentation into like AR type games, not mm. necessarily really, but like we all have PlayStation eyes. Why can't we have a game where we see the board on the TV? We're all on screen at once. Like that's easy technology now. Yeah, uh, we're doing it right now. Yeah. Um, and like we can play a game, and like on your turn, you just take the controller. If you're like, you know, like shaking dice and rolling, you could do that. Uh, I just want to feel like I'm playing a tabletop game with my friends when they're not at the same tabletop without having to do it over Skype because that always is just confusing. <laughs> like, I've done it. It's really confusing because they can't hear everybody right uh, because you both need copies of the game if you want to do it correctly. Mm. Like, and you both need to set them up exactly the same. I just want to see a return to sort of traditional tabletop games, but in a way that can be played through consoles. Didn't they try it with Eye of Judgment? They did, and it was fun. It didn't work very well, and you could trick it and make your own cards really easily. Oh, my God. Um, but I'm not looking for, like, a collectible card game. Uh, th- those are a dime a dozen now. Yeah. I'm looking for, like, something, I don't know, something what's the What's the new tech that Microsoft has coming? Uh, the hollow glasses, yeah. or whatever they call them. Hollow lens. Hollow lens, Ma- there you go. I'd say that's... Ugh, it, it's too early to tell. It's too early to tell for me. But yeah. if they if they might be able to incorporate that somehow, that might well work. I think that it that technology work. is very like within our reach. Like in a uh, Kingsman, that movie I saw, like they have, they all have meetings. Like they they all sit in different rooms, but they put on their just for security reasons. But they put on their <laughs> glasses and they can all see each other like they're sitting around a table. Oh, and wow. I think that that's cool. something that we're very close to being able to do. Um. And I'd like to see the gaming applications. Absolutely, we're we're like on the cusp of that. Like we yeah. kind of where we were with um, uh, the leap from like PS1 to PS2 or PS2 to PS3. PS3 to yeah. PS4 wasn't quite the same leap. Like no. it's not quite that. But I think from PS4 to whatever's next might be. Mm-hmm. And on that note, Nintendo may be announcing a console this year, and it's going to be something really weird if they do. You think so? I, oh, I really think so. Uh, Why do you think so? Them because they need that... something to save their ass right now. <laughs> yeah. Mm. At this point, I think they've gone too far into being like the the other <laughs> game console maker. You know what I mean? Like there's the traditional console makers that just make like the things that play games, and then there's the Nintendo console that always has something else. <laughs> and the last two have been gimmicky like they've been good systems but it's been gimmicky mm-hmm. i think that they've gone too far and i think they need to do something really really interesting hmm. if they if they announce a new console that's more in line with something that's interesting but something that's still in line with kind of what the other big two are doing in terms of techno technological advancements um well this is the problem is that we don't know what the others are doing in terms of technological advancements, because we, they we, just released their console. Well, that's well, we the thing, though. They, they released their consoles. They had all this social integration and like all this user interface experimentation, and yeah. they have both VR and AR coming on the way. Plus, there's yeah. other things that they're developing that we don't know about. 
See, I would love to see Nintendo just be like, we're doing away with the idea of the console and the TV. We're going to take the Virtual Boy and we're going to make it work. (laughs) (laughs) Oculus Mario is go. And by the way, we bought Oculus Rift because we can't. (laughs) I still think Nintendo's... Nintendo's probably in the best position out of the three to make a truly portable home console hybrid. That's what I want. Because my biggest complaint about my Vita is I like using my PS4 controller more. I want to use that controller with it. If there was a way to connect it to a TV or just to the controller itself, a way to just homogenize the experience, you know, bring it all together. Um, I would, I would play my Vita way more. I mean, honestly, we are about at the point where we can get all dystopian and they can just put a chip in our head to play games. No, I don't want that. <laughs> I mean, no. Sorry. As, a, as somebody who works in education, I'd be pretty concerned that all my I students are no. just like glazed like, over. <laughs> moving to like move their characters me. and I have to stare at their eyes and be like you're playing Mario aren't you <laughs> my concept that's that's almost Skynet scary like, well, no, it's you. already reached the point where like if you want to have an exam you need to tell all your students they need to remove their watches and put them in, in something because everybody has smart watches oh that's so true which is it's kind of dumb <laughs> not a fan it of is watches. it is true but it's like I I what the hell, man? <laughs> I get smartwatches to an extent. Gosh, I love I my like Pebble. Old man. It's awesome. I feel like an old man now. <laughs> I mean, like the the thing is with you know with a smartwatch, especially if you're a commuter on the trail for train, for example. Yep. You know, you get you get a text message or an alert or an email. It's it's good just to, just to know if you need to take out your phone and yeah. deal with. And like I like watches, so like naturally. That's, oh yeah. And I like customizable customizable watch faces because I am silly and vain, and I like nerdy watches. Like, <laughs> I really like my Totoro watch face and oh, my awesome. Domo watch face. I didn't know those were things. That's awesome. They are. And <laughs> so. um, guys at home, obviously, you know, to keep it locked into the Black Oni podcast, uh, either on iTunes or YouTube. Uh, YouTube.com slash Black Oni is where you can check that stuff out. Where can they check out your stuff, Kev? Uh, YouTube.com slash the1kk. There's not much there, but there will be more momentarily. Oh, no, it isn't, is it? No, I, I was going to say, yours is a YouTube.com slash... Is it Kevin E. Kennedy? YouTube.com slash... God damn it. I don't I know. All right, I'm gonna... You'd think I'd know this. Give me one second. Yeah, you would think, <laughs> but I have, I have you on here. It's a... It's, uh... Corp of Corpses. That's what it is. Oh, that's why. I need to change the name. I'll do that. I'll get can on that. Can you? Can you even? I don't know. <laughs> I can do anything. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Where can you check out some of Soil, a.k.a. Soads? I'm over at WDWP.co, and that's Why Do We Play. And... Oh, we, we didn't podcast yet. We are going to podcast soon here because that seems to be our main form of reaching out to the, the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but also with our occasional article and reviews or previews or just different witty gaming commentary, I'll say. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, this is uh, this is this has been a great podcast. Uh, thank you guys, obviously, for coming on. That's what she said. Um, <laughs> uh, for you guys at home, if you want to add us on PlayStation Network or Xbox Live or Nintendo, um, you can find me at J underscore Blaze 06 on PSN and also on uh, Xbox without the underscore. So it's J space Blaze 06. You can find the 1KK at the 1KK on PlayStation. And also uh, his friend code is... It's it's long. It's uh, long. Nintendo, stop. If, if you're up. on Wii U, you can you can just do the one KK because that one actually is your name. If you want my friend code, um, I'll put uh, give it to me and I'll put it in the description below. I don't have it. It's on my 3ds. Like it's it's long. Damn it, so. <laughs> yeah. This is why we can't have nice things. I would love some 3ds friends because we should totally go on monster hunts because that is awesome for people hunting a monster together it's like love um so if you want to hunt monsters with me like shoot me an email and i will send you my friend code you'll have to send me yours and we'll be friends and it will be great and we'll wear animal skins (laughs) i I just want to say this before i I tell everyone to go check out soil's uh, psn fucking all right nintendo japan (laughs) like seriously just Stop! We, t- we, we tell you to get on it, but you're obviously not going to. You obviously don't fucking care at all. I like, think that's sort of an issue with a lot of Japanese companies, oh my especially God. Okay. video so, games, that they they really don't care about the world outside of Japan. See, what had happened okay. was... That's why I, told, I don't own a Nintendo product right now. I'm sorry. Fucking, I told Dream Manifested, hey, get Guilty Gear. It'll be great. We'll get to play it together. Guess how much shit you have to go through to invite someone to your game. Guess a lot what? of them. You can't invite them to your game. You can tell them where your game is. You can tell them where your lobby is. I mean, you can't actually invite them. Nintendo wow. games are still region locked. Which is unfair. So, <laughs> I think there's only two regions, so that's gotten better. It's just, like, Japan and not <laughs> Japan. <laughs> but, um, They're such assholes. That's weird. Like oh, this is really funny, and that's why you, you couldn't assholes. order. That's why you couldn't import a new 3ds LL from Japan for the last like six months while it's been out, is because you could only play Japanese games on it. It's the same with the new 3ds. Yep. Well, it's the same thing. Like in Japan, it's LL, and oh. the rest of the world is XL. Well, L. God damn it, Nintendo! <sighs> Moving on. Nintendo, I love you. Stop hating. Stop. Make this less of an abusive relationship, please. Stop giving me reasons not to support your shit. Stop. Stop. They keep telling me to say I fell down the stairs. <laughs> then they give me nice hugs, like like Mario and Monster Hunter. And I'm like, okay. You're not going to be like my primary relationship, but you're going to be you're gonna be my console on the side. You're gonna be my side bitch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that was nice. Dude. <laughs> I, we, need, we need to make this a thing. <laughs> Watching American Dad, and and there was an episode where he has a uh, what did he call it? Side bitch. No, he picked. He talked to the dentist, and he and the dentist had an arrangement so that if Francine died and her husband died, they'd marry each other. Um, and he called her his backup wife, so like the backup console. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> 
and uh, where yes. people can. I was thinking of <laughs> fucking Family Guy, man. When um, <laughs> they had the the presents that one Christmas, and Peter gave them away by accident, and a bunch of yep. poor people got them. It's my <laughs> sex box, <laughs> and her name is Sony. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's that's mine right now. <laughs> I don't got no side bitch. I got my sex box. <laughs> sex box. <laughs> Funny how well that works, right? We need, oh, oh man, Static Microsoft thought of that. They were like, "We need something sexy. Let's just call it sex." <laughs> sex. That way, if you end a word with a plural before it, you say "sex box." <laughs> like anything with a, that's a plural, and then Xbox. Like if it if it's an Xbox that belongs to a turtle, it's a turtle sex box. <laughs> Can you please tweet that. Oh my god. Please, if you don't, I will. I, I'm totally stealing that. Welcome to. God damn it. Dave. If, if it's the Xbox that belongs to the baby, it's the baby's Xbox. It's... Microsoft must have thought of it. This, I mean, and kudos kind of to them, because... It's kind you know, of that's awesome. <laughs> the butt sex box. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure why you buy an Xbox for your butt, but <laughs> you know, sometimes it just happens. You sit on the Xbox. Yeah. You can find <laughs> Soil, aka Soad, <laughs> at Playing Soil, with aka Soad on PSN. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is. It doesn't matter about case. I'm sure if you type Soil, aka Soad, it'll pop up. <laughs> Oh gosh! <laughs> uh, thank, thank you guys for tuning in uh, to the episode and listening to us be ridiculous. <laughs> no, if you bought somebody a uh, Xbox for Valentine's Day, that would be Valentine's Day's sex box. <laughs> <laughs> you could say, "I love you so much." Here's your Valentine Day Valentine's Day's sex box. <laughs> Go have fun. I'll stay in this room. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> Insert here. Sorry. Dirty minds. Bad things. Fucking awesome. <laughs>